When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. It's season 13 of the Sonic Summer Stock Playhouse. Performing through the summer months, the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is presented by the Sonic Society for the Mutual Audio Network and features producers and actor troops from the modern age of audio drama who recreate and reproduce classic old-time radio plays. The Playhouse endeavors to bring shows to a contemporary audience for the love of the medium and not in any intended form of copyright infringement and now, we go to our host of the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse on stage now, Mr. David Alt. Good evening and welcome to our final performance of the Sonic Summerstock 13th season. Thank you everyone, if you could please take your seats. Yes, yes, including you sir, thank you, thank you. And now, Sonic Cinema Productions presents their recreation of Here Comes Mr. Jordan. trying to knock each other's brains out. They're sparring away in the training ring. The one in the blue trunks is Joe Pendleton, contender for the championship of the world. And that man at the ringside, in the battered derby, is his trainer, Max Corley. Okay, Joe, that's enough now. Cut it out. Inside for a rubdown. Oh, come on, Maxie, I've only had five rounds. Can I have a couple more? You heard me. I said that's enough now. Save some of that for Moida. Hey, how'd that look, Maxie? Just fair. Not enough speed. Oh, go on. I'm in the pink. Break down, Maxie. Who's your favorite fighter? Stop your clowning. Look, Joe, I've decided to finish training in New York, so we'll break camp right after lunch. Yeah? Oh, that's great. I could fly myself down this afternoon, huh? Now, listen, Joe. Do me a favor, will you? Leave that plane of yours up here and take the train down. Will you do that? What can happen to me when I got my lucky saxophone along? Hey. Where is he? Where's my sex? Here it is. Oh, thanks, pal. Joe, I don't like this flying business. The way we're sitting now, within two weeks of the greatest fight of your life, and on the way to the championship, why take chances? Oh, yeah? Fine thing. 
Me, known as the Flying Pug. The papers will say the Flying Pug takes train. Yeah, fine thing. Aw, Joe. I'll meet you in New York at the gym tomorrow. Hey, Maxie, how about a little of your favorite tune, eh? Aw, not now, Joe. I got a headache. Aw, Joe, cut it out, will you? This is serious, Joe. That's awful. Will you please lay off? Will you lay off? Musician? 
Musician? Whatever gave you an idea that I'm a musician? That, um, instrument you're carrying. Oh, that? Oh, that's my sax. That's just like my hobby. Like, flying. Look, I'm Joe Pendleton. The flying pug, they call me. I'm a prize fighter. You were a prize fighter. There's no Pendleton Joseph listed. There you see. What'd I tell you? Mr. Sloan, contact the registrar's office, will you? Ask them for everything they have on Pendleton Joseph. Yes, sir. Now, I'm trying to tell you fellas, I'm not ready for this place yet. I, I've never felt better in my life. I'm in the pink. Bridge isn't on the list. Oh, now, really, sir. It isn't possible that he could have survived. Why, he was hurtling to the earth at the speed of a meteor. Yes, but I wouldn't have crashed. I'd have pulled the ship out somehow if you'd left me alone. Oh, quiet. Messenger. Yes, Mr. Jordan. Am I to understand that you took this man out of that plane before it crashed? Yeah, that's what he did. Uh, yes, sir. I, uh... Unpardonably presumptuous. Yes, sir. But, uh, there he was, sir, just plummeting to earth, and I wanted to spare him the agony of crash. That's enough, please. You are new, aren't you? Yes, I am, sir. I was put on this only this morning. I thought so. Overzealousness of her record collections. Mr. Jordan? Yes? On Pendleton, Joseph, the official record says both his parents are happily withdrawn and awaiting his arrival. Joseph is scheduled to join them the morning of May 11th, 1992. 1992? That's 10, 20, 30, wait, that's 50 years from now. What did I tell you? It seems you are a little premature. <laughs> Fifty years to go yet. You fellas certainly pulled a boner this time. Uh, Mr. Pendleton, I feel I owe you an apology. I'm telling the world you do, Well, Never mind. We all make mistakes. There's no harm done. Just forget about it and take me back. Uh, take you back? Naturally, take him back. Return him to the body out of which you so indiscreetly snatched him. Yeah, make it snappy. Well... Glad to have met you, Mr. Jordan, and thanks for straightening everything out for me. Not at all. <laughs> I'll be seeing you in 50 years from now, if you're still on the job. I will be. Well, yeah, come on, let's go. Mr. Pendleton, if you don't mind, I'm the one who says, let's go. Let's go. That is 
very bad. This complicates everything. Oh, I have an idea, Mr. Jordan. Couldn't we have him reborn? Oh, nothing doing. I'm not going through that again. Well, I see I'll have to take personal charge of this. Come along, Joseph. Oh, wait a minute. Where to? Well, I'm taking you back to Earth. Yeah, yeah but you can't. Didn't I tell you? I ain't got a body no more. What of it? I'll get you another body. Huh? You do what? Um, another body? That's what I said. Come along, Joseph. Well, now, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait just a minute. What kind of deal is this? You can't go shopping just anybody's body off on me. Not on your life. I put in ten years getting that body in the pink. But, Joseph, it's gone. Your body doesn't exist any longer. But, Mr. Jordan... Now, Joe, you shall have your choice of a thousand bodies, all excellent specimens. I promise you we'll keep looking until we find a body that's right. Now, that's fair enough, isn't it? Hmm. Well, I don't want any more than what's coming to me. I just I just want what I want, and, and that's all it's going to be. No more, no less. I expect you to make good, Mr. Jordan. I'll do my best. Come along. Goodbye, Mr. Pendleton. Good luck. Oh, that sounds mighty weird coming from you. You know, I thought that messenger fellow was good at getting around. You're terrific, Mr. Jordan. Russia, Australia, South Africa, and now New York? How do you do it? Well, that's a trade secret, Joe. Yeah? Joe, we've made 130 stops. I've offered you the cream of last week's crop, and you turn up your nose at the lot. Yeah, but there wasn't a decent physique in the whole bunch, Mr. Jordan. You can't slip me a second rate, or you gotta remember... I was in the pink. That is becoming a most obnoxious color, Joe. Now don't mention it again, please. Okay, I won't. Well, where's the next stop? The next stop is that house across the street. Oh, yeah? Hey, pretty snazzy place, isn't it? What do we size up in there? The owner, Bruce Foxworth. Mm, look, I, I can't go into a place like that. I mean, you gotta dress up a little, you know? Joe, I've explained it 20 times. No one can see us and no one can hear us. We are invisible, Joe. Yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting. Well, let's take a look at this bird. You know, Mr. Jordan, I'll never get used to this. To what, Joe? Walking through walls. It ain't natural. Hey, What's the dope on this Farnsworth guy? Well, he's about your age and fairly husky. So about my age, and he's got a joint like this? He must be rolling in dough. He inherited it, Joe. Huh. Well set up, eh? Oh, quite. Played polo a while back. Oh, that sounds good. Is he dead? No. Hmm. He's gonna die, though, huh? Mm-hmm. Sick, huh? No, not really. He has a slightly run-down condition. Oh. Slightly run down. Gonna die, that's all. He's being murdered, Joe. What? Murdered? You mean... Is it going on right now? Mm-hmm. Right here in this house? That's right. Well, who's doing it? His wife. And the man she's in love with, Farnsworth's confidential secretary. <laughs> nice people you want me to meet. How are they killing him? 
They're drowning him in the bathtub. Holy cow! Well, come on, let's scram out of here. I gotta keep my nose clean. Now wait, Joe. Oh, no, 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 look, Mr. Jordan. You don't think I'm crazy enough to change places with a guy who's got a wife like that hanging around? I ain't punch drunk yet. We'll have to wait here until I collect him. It's my job. How can you sit there when there's a guy being killed? Why don't we call the cops? I'm afraid they wouldn't pay any attention to us, Joe. Even New York's finest can't see or hear us. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wait. All over. What? You mean he's dead? Mm-hmm. He's dead. Hurry, Tony. All right, Julia. Now keep calm. Hey! Are those the two that did it? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, Mrs. Farnsworth and the secretary, Tony Abbott. Gee, to look at her, you wouldn't think... Why, she didn't look like a murderer, Mr. Jordan. Just you listen, Joe. Tony, I'm frightened. Get a hold of yourself, Julia. Tony, I don't know what's come over me. I have a feeling I can't shake off that something weird, something hanging over us is, is watching us. You said it, sister. Come on, now stop it, Julia. Now, what could be more natural? A glass of warm milk, a sleeping tablet or two? But a very tired, dissipated young man unfortunately drowses off in his bath. Uh, I, I beg your pardon, Mrs. Farnsworth. Yes, what is it? Uh, Miss Betty Logan is here. She wants to see Mr. Farnsworth. Send her away. Don't be silly, Julia. Ask Miss Logan to come in, Sisk. Very good, sir. I can't talk to her now, Tony. Of course you can. Just be sympathetic. I'll be in the study. If she becomes difficult, bring her in to me. Hey, who's this Logan? Somebody else mixed up in the murder? You judge for yourself, Joe. Miss Logan. How do you do, Miss Logan? I'm Mrs. Farnsworth. May I see Mr. Farnsworth, please? I've got to see him. Why, yes. He'll be right down. <laughs> oh, be right down. She knows he's dead. Mrs. Farnsworth, my father's been arrested. Yes, I know. Oh, I'm sorry. He's sick, Mrs. Farnsworth. This'll kill him. And he's not guilty of anything. It was about some worthless securities he sold, isn't it? That Mr. Farnsworth sold under my father's name. And what do you expect Mr. Farnsworth to do? Uh, I don't know. I... Oh, but he can't send an innocent man to jail. Well, I don't know about these. Mr. Abbott has all the facts in the case, and he's in the study. Would you care to see him? Yes, if I could. Please. Just come right in. Thank you. Whew. Oh, Mr. Jordan, that Logan girl. Oh, boy. I've never seen anything as beautiful as that. Not even in heaven. She is pretty, isn't she? Yeah. She's in a tough spot. She's got a lot of courage to come here alone to fight for her father. She worships him. Yeah? Well, she's no match for those buzzards. She needs help. You better go to work. Farnsworth is the only one who can help her, Joe. Yeah, well, he's dead. Yes, but you can be Farnsworth. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't get it. It's quite simple. What? You mean you want me to be Farnsworth and have a swell girl like that hate me? But you'll make a very different Farnsworth, Joe. Spiritually, there would be no change in you. Yeah, but I wouldn't be myself. A guy's no good if he ain't himself. Joe, you'll always be yourself. You'd merely be using Farnsworth's physical covering, like, uh, putting on a new overcoat. Yeah. Well, it better be a pretty good overcoat. It's gotta last me 50 years. But inside that coat, 
you'd still be Joe Pendleton, thinking, acting, and feeling. Yeah, yeah, but that, that run-down overcoat, that playboy Farnsworth, I'd have to give up everything, a crack of the title, and oh, no, I, no, I couldn't do it, Mr. Jordan. I'd like to help you, but not that way. Oh, uh, Sisk. Yes, Mr. Abbott. Uh, tell Mr. Farnsworth that Miss Logan is here to see him. Yes, sir. Now, what's the idea? That, that guy, Abbott, he knows Farnsworth is dead. Very convenient, the butler discovering the body. You haven't much time to decide, Joe. Yeah, well, don't rush me. I gotta do some figuring. Make up your mind, Joe. Now, now look, what if I did it only temporary? Supposing I was Farnsworth just for a little while until after I helped the kid out. Could I do that? If you wish it. All right. And after you got me out of the Farnsworth body, you'd have to get me a body that would suit me. Is that clear? Quite. Okay, it's a deal. Come on, Mr. Jordan, we gotta hurry. Bruce? Bruce? 
What? What are you? Hello, Miss Logan. I'm glad to see you. Mr. Farnsworth, I'd like to speak to you privately. Yeah, sure. Why not? How about outside? Ruth, you, you. What's the matter? No, nothing. I, I just. Oh, uh, Abbott. Mrs. Farnsworth looks a little pale around the gills. She looks like she's gonna. Oh. 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 Yeah, she did. Well, pick her up. This way, Miss Logan. Uh, sit down, Miss Logan. What, what's on your mind? Mr. Farnsworth, I just want one thing. I want you to get my father out of jail. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's in jail, isn't he? As if you didn't know. You put him there. Well, Farnsworth did. Uh, I mean, you, you see, uh, I'm, I'm not really... Um, you know how it goes. Now, now, for instance, if you want to change overcoats... This is hardly the time for jokes. I'm, I'm not joking, Miss Logan. Then admit it. You did put my father in jail. Well, all right, I did. But I didn't have anything to do with it. You're just trying to put me off. You're trying to make a fool out of me. You think you can laugh me out as if I were a child. Oh, oh look, your father's going to be all right, Miss Logan. Another Farnsworth trick. They told me there was no use coming here to talk to you. Oh, no, 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 please listen. I knew you were cruel, but to play with people like this and torture them. Oh, oh you're horrible. Horrible. Oh, wait, Miss Logan, I'll get your father. I'll listen. The high-spirited girl, Joe. Yeah. Did you hear that, Mr. Jordan? I was sitting right there. Yeah, well, I certainly fixed it, didn't I? She likes me a lot. She will, in time. Uh, go on. I'm poison to her, Mr. Jordan. This won't work. You better get me out of this overcoat. Let's get moving. She is wonderful, though, isn't she? Yeah. Well, I'd give my right arm if I could help her. You promised you would, didn't you? You can't very well move on until you've made good. Yeah, but it's no use. I don't even know what to do. Bruce Farnsworth can do anything he wishes. Well, I'll have to be leaving you now, Joe. What? My work's piling up. I have to get back. Yeah, but you can't leave me holding the bag in a mess like this. I'll be back whenever you need me. So long, Joe. Yeah, but Mr. Jordan. Oh, Mr. Jordan. Don't go walking through walls on me. Hey, where are you, Mr. Jordan? Mr. Jordan? Holy cow! In just a moment, Jack Ward, John Bay, and most back, Pete Lawrence, Jeffrey Billard, Tanya Malevich, Tom Cockle, and Luther Tuppen will return in Act Two of Here Comes Mr. Jordan. comes Pete Lutz, our Maxie for this evening, and producer in his own right of Narada Radio Company. Hello, Hi, Pete. LG. It's great to be here. You know, I had the most marvelous summer. Miss Pulliam and I have uh, uh, gotten together Pulliam. and we've done... Miss Pulliam, that wouldn't be Rachel Pulliam of Soul Twin Audio? The very one. Rachel and I and our respective companies have been so involved in this season of Sonic Summerstock Playhouse that we practically lived in Halifax the past two months. Uh, Sonic Summerstock Playhouse? Why, isn't that the summer show where they have faithful recreations of classic plays of radio drama in between seasons of the Sonic Society? 
Well, somewhat faithful recreations. Sometimes the commercials are replaced, like in my production of Les Miserables, instead of Lux, we have Ice, America's favorite frozen water. And other times, there are some pretty ingenious takes. For example, Tom Conkle's hilarious reimaginings of Flash Gordon and Lucille Fletcher's The Hitchhiker. <laughs> you don't say. I do say. And sometimes you'll hear new takes on classic movies that never quite made it to those old-time radio series, like some of those from the Narada Radio Company. It sounds like Sonic Summerstock would be a great project to get involved with for the summer months. And how... Jack Ward and David all love to bring a variety of old-time radio plays to a whole new audience. And it's not as difficult as you'd think. In much the same way your Project Audion team creates old-time radio recreations on a monthly basis, Sonic Summerstock Playhouse likes to present similar new productions every week during July and August. Just contact Jack Ward at sonicsociety at gmail.com sometime around March or April and make sure you provide your name, your company, and the show you'd like to have ready. But what if they don't have an old-time radio script? <laughs> well, I think we both know that they could find hundreds of amazing scripts at a webpage known as the Generic Radio Workshop. Uh, yes, that they could, that they could. And remember, folks, none of these recreations are ever intended to infringe on the copyright from the masters and owners of the shows. They are presented only for the love of the medium and as encouragement for those listening to go back and find those who made the way for us all. And speaking of making my way, I better make my way back to the stage. I ain't done yet with Derola Max. Thanks, uh, LG. Uh, well, thank you so much, Pete Lutz. And we'll see you soon on the stage. And we now continue with Act Two of Here Comes Mr. Jordan, starring Jack Ward as Joe, John Bell as Mr. Jordan, Pat Rosebank as Betty, and Pete Lutz as Max. The spirit of Joe Pendleton is encased in the body of Bruce Farnsworth, and Joe is finding the situation very annoying. He's discovered that Bruce Farnsworth is, or was, a first-class crook, an all-around cad. Only the presence of his beloved saxophone makes Joe's existence bearable. <laughs> Mr. Farnsworth, you sent for me? Yeah. Hey, what are you looking at, Abby? Well, I didn't know you played a saxophone. No? <laughs> well, a lot of people don't know it. You'll get used to it after a while. Now let's get down to business. I've been thinking over this Logan affair. It don't sound so good. I want to get Mr. Logan out of jail. With fraud pinned on him like this? Yeah, who pinned it on him? Well, naturally, we did. That's what I thought. So let's unpin it. Mr. Farnsworth, you realize you'll have to buy back every share of that worthless stock? It's impossible. Huh. Well, who's got it? Naturally, small investors all over the country. Oh, small investors, eh? It's nice work. <laughs> we'll give them back every cent they paid for. That will take millions of dollars. Have I got it? Of course, but... All right, then let's do it. Don't you feel you want to think this over first? I have thought it over. And get this, you and I are going to tangle plenty from now on if you don't watch your step. So don't try any funny business. Stay out of my bathroom. Paper, paper, Farmsworth released Logan. Insecurities fraud, paper. 
released from jail. Millions paid back to investors.
patience. You know what I told my father this was? A miracle. Miracle? Why? Well, that, that a man like Bruce Farnsworth could have a real feeling for the happiness of others. Well, now that's as good a way to go through life as any other, ain't it? Yes, that's what I meant. Except well, when you find that in somebody, it's, it's a great discovery. I guess that's why I keep staring. I can't help it. It's something in your eyes and, and what's behind them that I, I keep trying to see. <laughs> that sounds silly, doesn't it? No, no, no. I, I know what you mean. When you make a discovery like that, it's, it's, it's pretty important, isn't it? I mean, it's more important than what two people look like or who they are or anything else. Oh, of course. Yeah. And even if he was, well, it wouldn't make any difference what he was. The other thing is all that matters. Well, that's how it ought to be. Oh, well. I'll have to go now. Goodbye. Uh, will I see you again? Oh, yes, of course. Goodbye. Bye. Gee, well, thank goodness she's gone. Oh, Mr. Jordan, did you hear what she said? She was looking at me. Joe, she likes me. Me. Oh, is it, sir? We have to get moving. Yes. Ready, Joe? What? What do you mean? Oh, yeah, 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 that, that Australian guy. If you recall, yes. Well, uh, uh, wait a minute. I, I can't do that now. Why not? Well, don't you see, Mr. Judd? She likes me the way I am. Now if I go running off to Australia and pull a switch just when I get used to Farnsworth, I might lose her. Yes, Joe. Yeah, yeah, well, now look, Mr. Jordan, this Farns was, it's about my age. He had a pretty good body once. You said he played polo. Well, why couldn't I build him up physically like I did me? Why not? Yeah, yeah. Exercise, plenty of food, plenty of fresh air. I'm sure you'll do wonders with him. Certainly. With what I know about fighting, of course I could. I could, I could get the body in the pink in no time at all. And lick Murdoch with it. Then I get the title, and I get her too. Mr. Pendleton, is this final? Oh, you bet it's final. I'm getting Max Corkle in here tomorrow to help me train. But I'm going to stay like I am, as Farnsworth. Mr. Farnsworth. Don't bother me while I'm punching the bag. I told you that before. But, Mr. Farnsworth... Mr. Corkle is here. Oh, Corkle. Max Corkle. Yes, sir. Yeah, where, where is he? Hey, Corkle, come on in. Excuse me, but, uh... Oh, hey, Corkle, right in here, right here. Uh, thanks. I got a telegram from a guy now, named... Now, wait uh... a minute, wait a minute. Hey, you, Sisk, outside. Very good, sir. Max, you old son of a gun... I'm so glad to see you. Do you know me? I certainly I know you, you dumb ox. Take a good look, Maxie. You know me? Uh, uh, sure. Uh, everybody knows you, Mr. Farnsworth. What's the matter with your eyes, you big sap? I'm not Farnsworth. I'm Joe Pendleton. You're Joe. You're nuts, Mr. Farnsworth. <laughs> Get me out of here! Wait a minute, Max. Wait. 
now, Big Max. I know I don't look like Joe, but I'm him just the same. It's your fault. My fault? Yeah, if you hadn't been in such a hurry to cremate me, I, I wouldn't be in the gym I'm in now. I, 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 cremated you? Well, didn't you? <laughs> Take it easy, Mr. Farnsworth. It's been kind of hot today, ain't it? Uh, I better go. Oh, no, no, you don't, Max. Now, listen, you remember the time I went up in the plane? Well, something went fluey, and one of those guys that goes around collecting people, he pulls a boner. He grabbed me off before my time, and while I'm arguing with him whether I'm dead or not, you cremate me. Then they gotta make good. They gotta get me a body. You get it? Uh, sure, sure. Then everything's fine, ain't it? And all you need now is a doctor. Uh, the best one. Maybe a specialist. No, 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 listen to me. I'm a very busy man, Mr. Farnsworth. The body they give me belongs to this other guy. They drowned him in the bathtub, pushed him underwater. Help! Uh, be quiet, will you? Keep quiet, Max. Have any trouble, Joe? Uh, yeah, oh, Mr. Jordan. Gee, I'm certainly am glad you showed up. Max, this is Mr. Jordan. Is there somebody here with us? Yeah. Mr. Jordan. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, pleased to meet you, Mr. Jordan. Where is he? I forgot. You can't see him, and you can't hear him. Well, maybe if I had a good stiff drink, I could, uh... And you can't see him because you're not dead yet. Oh. Oh, well, uh... Well, I guess you two fellas have got a lot of business to talk over, so I'll be marching along. Oh, come here, Max. Come sit down. Now, Mr. Jordan, I gotta get this through to him. Make him understand, will you? You can do it yourself, Joe. Try. Oh, I can? Uh, all right. Now listen, Max. How would I know about Joe if I wasn't Joe? And listen to this. You got 40% of me. Yeah. Since when did you give me that? Well, since the time in the story when you saw me put away the butcher boy, Mackenzie, don't you remember? You said I had color. You said I was what they wanted. Now, look, look. How's your sister Rosie and her three kids? And have those twins gotten over the measles yet? Hey, who are you anyways? I'm Joe. You're Joe. This is Farnsworth's body because you burned mine, you big stiff. Hey, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Sit right there. Now, look, I'll prove it to you. Remember this? That's my saxophone. Hey, that's Joe's. I gave it to him. Where'd you get it? It's my sax, I tell you. Wait, I'll play your favorite tune for you. Now listen. Uh, you always hit that note sour. You. Joe, it's you. It's Joe. Oh, Max, Max, don't faint now. <laughs> Come on, Max. Yeah. Hey, 
Is your pal still around? Yeah, he's right here. He is, huh? Maybe I'm somebody else, too. Ask him. No, no, don't. If I'm in somebody else's body, I don't want to know about it. Max, I want to tell you why I sent for you. They're talking about matching K.O. Murdoch with Gilbert. Yeah. Well, who did Murdoch have to fight before he got a crack at Gilbert's title? <sighs> Joe. I mean, you. All right. I want you to fix me to fight Murdoch. Now you're crazy. K.O. would never fight Farnsworth. Tell him what the registrar discovered, Joe. Yeah, that's right. Is he talking again? Yeah, thanks. I'm going to let you in on something. I'm the next champ. It's in the book. Nothing can change it. Is that what he said? That's what he said, and he knows. Will he insure any bets? Max, I'm telling you what you got to do. Yeah, but Farnsworth, the backing. You're going to see Lefty Kale's manager offer him some money, any amount. Well, like what? Uh, what will it take? I don't know, 25 grand at least. Okay, I'll send a check this afternoon. But go down there and show up that Murdoch fight. Okay. Uh, hey, Joe, is your friend still here? Sure. <laughs> uh, I'm pleased to have met you, Mr. Jordan. Uh, could I drop you somewheres? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Come to think of it, I ain't going your way, am I? Well, I wish you didn't have to go yet. I'd like to sit and just talk a while. I'm afraid I can't. I told my father I'd be home, and it's getting very late. Yeah, I guess it is. Well, I'll have Abbott take care of those papers in the morning so you don't have to worry about it. Thank you. Well, the car's waiting outside. Yeah. You know, I could stand here and look at you all night. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, I never saw you done up like this before. You look wonderful. <laughs> hey, 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 look at me. You, you see anything? Any difference? Now, let's see. Healthier, um, maybe? You look very well. So I'm in the pink. Yes, almost pink. Well, there you are. I've been exercising. Really? Yeah, and I mean exercising. Spawn around, punch in the bag, play a rope work, lots of sleep. You might even call it training. Oh, why on earth would you be training? Well, that's the point. Look, uh, did you ever box? Oh. <laughs> uh, no, of course you did. Well, I, wait, I used to. I liked it a lot, too. I thought I'd like to get back in shape again. What for? Well, I, I, uh, really, I thought I'd do some fighting. You know, some real fighting. Right in the ring. Oh, you're joking. I'm not that bad, you know. Bruce, you must stop this exercising. It's going to your head. Yeah, yeah, but listen. Good night, Bruce. No, 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 I'm serious about this. You see, I'm a... Oh, can I see you, Mr. Pendleton? It's very important. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 sure. What's the matter, Bruce? Uh, what are you staring at? Huh? Oh, uh, well, um, excuse me a minute, will you? I'll be right back. Now, what do you want? I thought I saw the last of you. Oh, I, I've got some very distressing news, Mr. Pendleton. You can't use Mr. Farnsworth's body anymore. What do you mean? Just what I said. You're crazy. Mr. Jordan told me I was going to be champ. But not with Farnsworth's body. Why not? It wasn't meant to be that way. Why not? Don't keep saying why not. 
Mr. Pendleton, you haven't much more time to stay in Farnsworth. Oh, go on. I'm not even listening. Mr. Jordan said it was okay, and that's the way it's going to be. I'm afraid not, Mr. Pendleton. Oh, you wait. Come back here. Listen, I... Bruce? Uh, oh, 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 yeah. Bruce, I really must leave. Well, I'm sorry to have kept you waiting. I'll, I'll take you to your car. Okay. Come on, Betty. happened? No. No. Bruce, what's troubling you? Ah, uh, nothing. Look, you just gotta believe one thing. Hmm? We got a great life ahead, you and me. Now, nobody can take that away from us. Why are you looking at me like that? Well, I... I'm trying to memorize your face. I'm trying to memorize everything about you. So no matter what happens, I won't forget you. What might happen? Now, now don't, don't be scared. Just, just look at me. You wouldn't forget me either, would you? No, never. Oh, of course you wouldn't. But, but if something did happen, I mean, the thing you said you saw on me, something in my eyes, well, if, if someday somebody came up to you, he, he might even be a fighter, and he acted like he'd seen you someplace before, you'd notice the same thing in him. Even if you thought you did, like, you'd give him a break because... He might be a good guy. I don't understand you. I, I'm just... Don't mind me, but... I, I just never want to lose you, that's all. But I'll never go. Betty? Can I kiss you? Oh, yes, Bruce. Just earthly remains for them to dispose of. Yeah, yeah but, but 
me, Mr. Jordan. Me, Joe Pendleton. Why, you and I will be moving again, Joe, and searching. Oh, Mr. Jordan, why couldn't you give me just a little time? Don't you see? I'll lose her now. Betty, Betty. Don't fight, Joe. Leave Farnsworth, Joe. Leave Farnsworth. After a brief intermission, we'll return with Act 3 of Here Comes Mr. Jordan. Over at the Mutual Audio Network building, Tanya Malevich was speaking with Jeff Billard. You know, Jeff, I was just thinking how Lux Radio was always taking movies and adapting them for the radio audience. Everything from thrillers like Double Indemnity to Family Affair. Yeah, Lux was certainly known for bringing some of the very best of film to radio and some of the very best stars of the screen to radio listeners. But I was thinking, why doesn't Mutual do something like that? I mean... Why can't Mutual take some of the modern audio drama actors and writers and producers and adapt shows that could be the new modern movies? Well, it's funny you say that, Tanya. I was just talking to Jack Ward, and he was saying we should have a new series that does just that. A new series? That's right. He said it will be called Mutual Stage, and every month a full movie-length audio drama will come out and present both brand-new adapted classics and original full three-act audio dramas that could very well represent some of the best new opportunities for movies in the future. That sounds incredible. And these productions would star some of the great audio actors of the modern age, just like the Golden Age actors. Hmm. How would someone get involved in Mutual Stage? Oh, well, you're a shoo-in as an actor, of course. Oh, you're too kind. No, not at all. Even if you weren't, as Jack calls you, the queen of audio drama, anyone <laughs> can go to the Mutual Audio website at mutualaudionetwork.com and sign up to be a potential actor, writer, producer for an upcoming production at Mutual and join the United Artists of Audio for any of their upcoming adventures in sound. Not just Mutual Stage, but so many other shows. Well, that sounds just swell. See you on the Mutual Stage. And, of course, in more productions from Amigos Collective and Lightning Bolt Theater of the Mind... <laughs> Don't forget my company. <laughs> That's right. Well, why don't you take Jeff's tip and go visit Mutual Audio Network website. If you're a writer, producer, sound engineer, or actor looking for a home to create new shows, join us there. And of course, listen to the thousands of shows made by so many different artists and companies. You can even join the new Mutual Newsletter and get all the upcoming news in a handy no-mess monthly newsletter. Mutual will never share your contact information with any outside source. And only those in Mutual with upcoming projects will ever contact you if they think you'd be a good fit. And now, let us turn back to the stage as the curtain rises on our third act of Here Comes Mr. Jordan. Farnsworth has been killed and his remains hidden. 
It's the night of the Murdoch fight. Joe and Mr. Jordan walk slowly along the street in front of the arena. Quite a crowd in there, Joe. Would you like to see part of the fight? Ah, no, what for? That ought to be me in there fighting, not Murdoch. Just as you like. We can hear it on the radio at the cigar store down there. Read all about it. Barnesworth disappearance. Still unsolved. Hey, Police you got Mr. Jordan? They haven't found Farnsworth yet. Where's he now? In the basement refrigerator. Tony Abbott and Julia got rid of him. Ah, uh, what a great night for the fight. Murdoch circles Gilbert, and Gilbert throws some great fates. Two great titans ready to rumble. One can only wonder if Gilbert's right or Murdoch's looping left will steal the day. <sighs> nice guy, that Abbott. There's the fight, Joe. Want to listen to it? Huh. Uh, okay, sure. Murdoch throws a right to Gilbert's body and a left to the hip and another right to the body. Murdoch is crowding Gilbert on the ropes. Oh, there's a left to the chin, another right, another left, and now they go into a clinch. Murdoch's a great fighter, Joe, and you know it. In your heart, you'd even like to be like him. Now they're out of it. Another right to the head. Gilbert swings wild, and Murdoch, Murdoch staggers. All of a sudden, Murdoch's quit. I don't get it. Gilbert didn't even touch him. That wild punch only grazed the side of Murdoch's head, but he's staggering. I don't believe it. Murdoch was going like a bus, so why should he quit? Staggering the world out of focus, he looks like a man lost at sea, drunken, drowning, desperate. He was shot, too. Shot? By gamblers from the ringside because he wouldn't throw the fight. They shot him? Murdoch? One of the cleanest guys in the game. Gilbert's going all over Murdoch now, cutting him to ribbons. He's down. Murdoch's down. He finally drops down in a heap. He's dead, Joe. Dead? He's down flat on his face. The referee's trying to get Gilbert to a neutral corner. Boy, I wish I could finish that fight. And, Joe. You mean I could take Murdoch's place? We've just got time to make it. Come on, Joe. <laughs> Just one thing I want to know, Moidoc. 
I was listening into this fight, and a guy said you had a saxophone. Where is it? Yeah, right here. That's it. Where'd you get it? That's Joe Pendleton's sax. He always had it in the ring with him. Max, don't you know me? Yeah, sure. Hey, 
What's the matter with you? Come on, step out of it. We're gonna do all right, Max. Yeah. Sure. Any guys outside? Uh, no, they've all went. Good. Well, so long, Maxie. So long. So long, Joe. Mr. Murdoch's dressing room. Say, don't I know you? Uh, uh, I don't think so. Huh. Uh. No, no I, I guess not. I, I thought for a minute I did. It's funny how sometimes you feel you know people. Yes. Oh. Uh, your, your eye is hurt. Oh, it, it's nothing. It's just a little swollen. It's all red. Uh, it doesn't hurt. I'm, I'm Murdoch. Oh. Ralph Murdoch. And, you, and you're... Betty Logan. Hello. How do you do? Glad to know you. Uh, you interested in the fight game? I knew a man who was. Do I know him? Bruce Farnsworth. He... He was killed. Huh. I'm sorry. Was he a friend of yours? I loved him. Oh, oh, that's tough. Yes, but... I don't know. Maybe it was the kindest things. He... He was so troubled. I... I don't seem to feel... Hey, wait, what'd you do that for? You touched my face. Your bandage was loose. I, uh, I, I didn't mean to... It, it, it felt kind of good. I, I mean, you know, you were looking at me just now, kind of looking like right through my eyes. What's that? Oh, don't be scared. They just turned the lights off for a second, just a warning. Everybody out, you know? Oh. You, you know, in the darkness... Your voice sounded like I'd heard it someplace before. I couldn't remember where, but you didn't feel it, did you? Well, yes, I, I felt I was standing high up, looking out over the sea, and and someone was swimming towards me, shouting something, something I, I felt I'd, I'd heard long ago. Yeah, I said, don't be scared. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, People are always thinking they knew someone before, in another existence. You know, I had a feeling all night I was in a hurry to meet somebody I knew. Hey, uh, you know, there's a little place around the corner. A swell little place called Bikes where I go after the fight. You wouldn't want to... No, no, I, I guess you wouldn't want to tonight, you know. Feeling the way you do about him, I, I guess not, huh? Now, what was it he said? If I were to meet a fighter, I was to... I'd love to go with you, Mr. Murdoch. Okay. Well, swell. Dolo. Chill. A knockout blow to the blues by Jack Ward, John Bell, Pat Rosebank, and Pete Lutz. 
battling the blues for the studio audience, champ. Yeah, well, uh, sorry, I'll have to consult my manager. On behalf of the champ, he wishes to state that it was a great fight. Oh, he'll have to say more than that. Well, think of the traditions of the ring, uh, not to mention Lux Radio Theater. Can I get a word in for my mom? Okay, the champ wishes Foyda to state, hello, mom, feel better soon. Now, before we go, I would like to tell our audience something about the Mutual Audio Network. Uh, I think we're running out of time. How about an LG? I'm... I don't know, Pat. It's... Well, I'm sorry. I just can't keep quiet about mutual audio. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You're likely to get LG in trouble. Well, he should be. If he doesn't want everyone to know what a grand opportunity mutual is to listen to audio drama and audio fiction from all eras in the medium, why, why I would think the people of Lux would be thrilled to know the traditions are maintained here on the Mutual Audio Network. <laughs> and that complexion would even make the Lux so people proud, I would think. Stop it. What's happening at the Playhouse next week, LG? Ah, well, next week we'll be back with the next season of the Sonic Society, with more of the world's largest showcase of modern audio drama, the fastest growing medium of the past and the future. Oh, that sounds swell, Algy. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Our recreation performance tonight was from Sonic Cinema Productions featuring the Amigos Collective and star Larry Groby as your producer, John Bell as Mr. Jordan, Pat Rosebank as Betty Logan, Pete Lutz as Max, and Newsboy 3, Jeff Bullard as Tony Lefty and himself, Tonya Milojevic as Julia Farnsworth, Newsboy 1 and herself, Tom Conkle as Messenger 424, Newsboy 2 and the radio announcer, Edward Jack Ward as Joe Pendleton. I am Lothar Tuppen, your announcer, Sisk the Butler, and Mr. Sloan. Our sponsors, along with the Mutual Audio Network, presenting the greatest of the United Artists of Audio, wish to see you next week at the Sonic Society as we look forward to many more years of great new stories. And now, good night to you all from Halifax, Nova Scotia. You're listening to a Sonic Cinema production. Thank you, Mr. Jack Ward, The Amigos, and Sonic Cinema Productions. Thank you one and all for bringing down the house on this last night for Sonic Summerstock 13. Be sure to get your advance tickets for next year. Yes, I've been your host, David Alt. For Jack Ward and myself, good night from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Includes this season's performances of the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. All productions, features, characters, and scripts presented in the Playhouse belong strictly to their copyright holders, and no copyright infringement is assumed or intended. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is part of the Sonic Society and a proud member of the Mutual Audio Network. 
and any shows that continue their run must receive express permission from all parties involved. Please join Jack Ward and myself next week for the newest premiere of the Sonic Society, and good night! Are you in the mood for a good laugh? <laughs> or maybe a good scream? How about some childlike wonder? Or a thought-provoking mystery? Then get your ears ready for a treat, because the Mutual Audio Drama Network presents shows every day for your enjoyment. Each day is a different genre featuring the talents of a huge pool of audio drama masters. Oh, and some clever comedy creators as well. <laughs> Subscribe to the Mutual feed and get them all, or choose the genres you really love. Ooh. You'll find the Mutual Audio Network at all your favorite places, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, EarBuddies, Podcast-O-Rama, Casting Call, Codpast, and wherever quality shows are found. Okay, I made a few of those up. Or simply go online to MutualAudioNetwork.com. And of course, it's all free. free. The Mutual Audio Drama Network. Listen and imagine together. Maintaining social distancing, of course.